Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 167. What is RSS and why you must own yours? Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning how-to podcast where I teach you how to launch or improve your own podcast for finding success or sharing your passions. You will probably want to have the show notes handy for this episode because I'll be explaining some things and you may want to be able to look at some reference code that I have over on the website at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 167. But don't worry, this won't be an overly over-the-top, over-your-head episode, as I'll explain things in English as well as technical levels. RSS is the core thing that powers podcasting. It enables us to do what we do. RSS is actually part of the definition of what makes a podcast. Even if you know what RSS is, you may not realize the importance of owning your own RSS feed and the consequences that can result if you don't own your own RSS feed, like losing your entire audience and losing your presence for your podcast if you don't own your RSS feed. So some very important information coming up. Let's start with what is RSS. RSS, in plain English, is a specially formatted page on the internet, on the web, that allows programs like newsreaders and podcast applications to subscribe to receive syndicated content whenever they check that RSS feed. Without the RSS, what you might end up doing in order to check for new things is you would go to your favorite sites, browse to your favorite sections, look over the latest items and try to remember what's new, what's old, or look at their published dates to see is this published today or was this a couple weeks ago? Is there anything new here? And then you move on or you decide to read or watch something that you've seen on the website. RSS simplifies all of this by publishing a single document that contains a summary of all of the site updates. So when you subscribe to an RSS feed, you are using software that checks that one address and syndicates it into your own app so that you can see all of the updated content. So for example, if you want to see the latest news items from CNN, Fox News, ABC, and uh, CBS then you can subscribe to the RSS feeds from all of these sites and put them in a news category in an RSS reader, like Feedly maybe is a great one for you to use. And then you can just open that up and see instantly what are all the new news stories from all of these different sites. Or you can browse and look at, look at just what's new from a particular site or maybe even a specific section, all without leaving your favorite application. That's because RSS is syndicating that content out to you, and you may even be able to read the full content in the RSS feed, and that depends on the publisher's choice, whether you get the full article and video, audio, whatever goes along with it and pictures and everything, or if you're just getting a little overview, a snippet or excerpt from the content. That's the publisher's choice. You can make that own choice on your own site, depending on what platform you're using, But in WordPress, that setting is under the reading settings in WordPress. Here's a more technical definition of RSS. RSS stands for Rich Site Summary, but it's also known as Really Simple Syndication or 
even RDF site summary and real-time simple subscription. RSS is a collection of XML standard formatting, and XML stands for Extensible Markup Language. You may be familiar with HTML markup, where you see the the less than sign with some write-up, some little keyword in it, like an A for an anchor tag or a hyperlink, and then some other code. And then you see a slash somewhere in there. You see these kinds of tags surrounding things. That's basic markup language. XML is extensible. That means you can really customize what kind of markup you're using. So you don't have to just use a title tag for the title. You could make up your own tag. So XML gives you all of these different abilities of what you can do with data, really, or for a single article or multiple articles. So I could write up RSS or XML with an awesomeness tag. And then in my XML page, that awesomeness tag gets a number between one and five to rank how awesome something is. And I've got a example in the show notes at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 167 if you want to see what I can do with XML, where I've made up my own tags completely. Tags like thing, what I call it, awesomeness, why, and says who. And I put that into what would actually be valid XML data. But RSS is a specific set of standard tags and usages for XML code. So RSS is really XML, but that doesn't mean that XML is RSS. So RSS is built on top of XML, and RSS contains special specific keywords and tags, like the enclosure tag. In fact, that's what makes a podcast. By technical definition, podcast is actually a label for a particular kind of distribution. It's not just a style of a show, because I could host this on the radio. That makes it a radio show. I could make this into a video on YouTube, and that makes it web TV, a YouTube video, whatever you want to call it there. And in a podcast, what makes it a podcast is when you are distributing downloadable episodic multimedia content like audio, video, PDF, or EPUB through an RSS feed using the enclosure tag. And that's a specific tag that's inside of the RSS specifications. Podcast isn't just a description of the style. It's a description then of that distribution, like television or radio show or DVD or magazine are all describing content. I can tell you that I'm reading a magazine article, and that tells you that it's an article in a magazine. It's so profound and so amazingly simple. If I'm telling you I'm reading a news article, ooh, where'd that come from? Does that mean it's in a newspaper, on a news website, in a magazine, or just something someone wrote on a piece of paper and is distributing at the newsstand for free and it's in handwriting? It could mean anything. So it's a very generic term. Podcast is very specific for the distribution and how that is distributed. I have a sample on the show notes page for this episode of my own RSS feed. So you can see what this looks like to have a valid podcast RSS feed where I have just one item in the RSS feed that you can check out. And it may completely confuse you what's going on in the RSS feed, but that's fine. You don't have to know 
everything about RSS feeds and XML in order to have a valid RSS. And I can fix invalid RSS feeds if you need help with that. But in case you want to see an example of what this looks like, then you can go to the show notes for this episode number 167 to check that out. So an RSS feed is the way that podcast apps and news readers and many different services work in order to syndicate your content and for others to subscribe to that syndicated content and receive it automatically depending on the subscription settings. Making an RSS feed is really easy. Like I said, you don't need to know really HTML or anything fancy to make an RSS feed because there are basically three ways that you can make an RSS feed. Number one, you can automatically make one from a content management system like WordPress, Drupal, or Libsyn. There are many other services out there too that can automatically make an RSS feed. Number two is you could manually create your RSS feed and upload it to a website or hosting service by using an app like Feeder is one app. And there are other apps out there that allow you to create your RSS feed on your computer with an app It gives you a file and then you upload that file. And you may often notice that that file ends with .xml. That's because it's an XML file using the RSS standard. And then number three, if you really want to go crazy on this and get in-depth, technical, you could write your RSS feed completely by hand by using a text editor or some kind of code editor where you are entering every single line of code, every tag, manually entering that. I would not want to do that. I know how to, but I don't want to. The way that I recommend, especially if you want to live a long and happy life, is that you use something that automatically creates your RSS feed in an intelligent way. And that would be something like WordPress is the top way that I recommend for creating your RSS feed. You do still have to enter the information in your feed, stuff like the title of your show, a description of your show, keywords, all of that meta information, cover art. And also you have to enter your individual episodes and your posts and those titles and descriptions and keywords and such. But you're doing all of this through a really easy to learn system like WordPress, if you're using WordPress for your site. There are other services out there too that do something similar. They're pretty easy to use as well. I recommend WordPress as the way to go. And if you have a WordPress website, then you actually already have more RSS feeds than you'll ever know what to do with. All you have to do, if you've got a website like myawesomepodcast.com, just add slash feed to the end of that and you'll get your RSS feed. And that is if you have your permalink set. Otherwise, you might need to do something like slash question mark feed equals RSS instead of just slash feed. But for most people, it will work out as slash feed. And that takes you to your site-wide RSS feed. Every time you publish a new post in WordPress, it automatically updates your RSS feed so that newsreaders and podcast apps can then see that there's an update available and can take action on that, whether it be notifying you of something new, downloading something automatically for you, or whatever it is. So a content management system can create several different RSS feeds. Like, for example, with WordPress, you can have an RSS feed for your site. You can have an RSS feed for every category of your site. You can have an RSS feed for each media format you distribute. You can have RSS feeds for tags on your site, for search results, and for many more things. And 
you will most likely never need to use all of these separate RSS feeds. The only exception here would be maybe the media format if you're distributing audio and video or video in multiple formats. Podcast channels makes that easy in PowerPress. Or maybe a category only if you're producing multiple podcasts from your same website, like I do over at oncepodcast.com, where we have Once Podcast and Wonderland Podcast, two separate podcasts that are in separate categories on the website. So each of them are getting their podcast RSS feeds from a category RSS feed instead of the site-wide RSS feed. I've got some links in the show notes about more of the iTunes podcasting specifications and all of the tags and keywords and information that go into that, and also some specifics on how things need to be formatted, like your cover art and some of the other tags, how many categories are usable and what categories are usable, how to use them. If you're ever running into a problem, that's a great place to start is just compare what you're doing against what the iTunes spec is to see, are you doing this the correct way or do you maybe have some invalid code? The other link I recommend in the show notes is if you want to change something about your podcast information as it appears in iTunes, that comes completely from your RSS feed. Your title, your description, your cover art, the artist, the list of episodes, all of that comes from your RSS feed. So if you want to change any of that, even the categorization of how you appear in iTunes, you change that in your RSS feed. So I have another link to episode 126 about how to change your podcast information in iTunes. And you can get that in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 167. So here's the thing, though. Now that you have an RSS feed, or you've had one already, and maybe you're using WordPress, maybe you're using a third-party service, but this is the most important thing. You must, absolutely must, own your RSS feed. There are many different services out there that can create an RSS feed for you or enhance an RSS feed for you, like FeedBurner or FeedBlitz will enhance an RSS feed for you. But whatever service that you use, either for creation or for enhancing your feed, you must, 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 must be careful with this service because your RSS feed is how your subscribers get your content and stay connected with your content. You won't know the email addresses of your subscribers. You won't know their names, their websites, their Twitter handles, nothing like that. You have no way of contacting your subscribers other than through your RSS feed. So if you give your subscribers someone else's URL that you don't own and you can't control, then you don't truly own your audience. And whatever third-party service that is, is basically holding your audience hostage if you ever want to try and leave their service. What I mean by own and control is consider this. I own the domain theaudacitypodcast.com. So if I use the RSS feed, theaudacitypodcast.com slash feed, I own that. If I ever decide to change my RSS system, like maybe I decide to switch from WordPress to Drupal or Joomla or something completely different, if I ever decide to do that, I can redirect that feed to anywhere I want because I own it. I own that URL. And in fact, I'm controlling what makes that feed that's PowerPress and WordPress together. So I have full control of what kind of RSS stuff goes into that feed. So I own it. I control it. If anything happens, I can fix it. 
I can still connect with my audience. It doesn't matter if I switch services. But look at what some other companies do, like SoundCloud or Podbean. They will offer an RSS feed for you that you can use, and they say, you can submit this to iTunes, or they'll say, we'll submit this to iTunes for you. Don't let them submit your RSS feed that they own into iTunes because they will then have ownership of your audience, not you. SoundCloud is really a big offender in this. They have this beta podcasting service that you can use. And SoundCloud is uh, expensive too, because if you just need some basic media hosting for your podcast, you have to pay for really the SoundCloud unlimited plan, which is $15 a month. And that may be giving you much more than you actually need when you could be fine on Libsyn on a $5 a month plan or their $15 a month plan, which might work just fine for you. But if you use the RSS feed that SoundCloud gives you, they own your audience. If you try to leave SoundCloud for whatever reason, you can't take your audience with you. You would have to ask your audience to unsubscribe and resubscribe to your podcast. Absolutely horrible. Don't ever ask your audience to do that. That should be the absolute last thing that you should ever consider doing, if even at all, to ask them to do something complicated like that. But what this also means is that because if you use your RSS feed from SoundCloud or Podbean or one of these services, you don't have full control over it, so you can't implement certain redirects or certain RSS tags in order to keep your audience you would also have to sacrifice whatever ever ratings or reviews you have in iTunes in order to switch your RSS feeds. Now, you could beg and plead by emailing podcasts at apple.com, and they might be able to switch your RSS feed in iTunes and maintain your subscribers or maintain your reviews, but they can't maintain your subscribers because they're only changing the iTunes directory listing and not what the subscribers are getting. So when you're using a service like Podbean, Tumblr, Blogspot, or SoundCloud for your RSS feed, this is the case where I do recommend use FeedBurner or some kind of third-party service that you can control and you can point it to a different source as you may want to. Because there are three ways that you can keep your audience from being held from Uh, a particular hosting provider as hostage if you tried to leave that hosting provider. Number one, you could use FeedBurner or another third-party service. This is where you take the RSS feed that the service gives you, like SoundCloud gives you an RSS feed. You take that, put it into FeedBurner. FeedBurner then gives you some RSS feed that would look like feeds.feedburner.com slash myawesomepodcast. And then you submit that RSS feed to iTunes and other podcast directories. And then if you decide to leave SoundCloud and move to something else, which I do recommend, then you could just tell FeedBurner, stop looking at this as the original source, replace my SoundCloud URL with my Libsyn URL or my WordPress URL, and your subscribers may end up having to re-download the episodes, but you wouldn't lose your subscribers. The other way to do this, which is actually the much better way, is to implement a permanent 301 redirect. This is a technical kind of redirect that tells Google and other search engines and apps that whatever is being linked to is now at a different location, 
but update whatever memory you have of the old location and replace it with the new location. A 307 temporary redirect is saying it's right over here for now, but don't update anything that you remember about the address. You want a 301 redirect, and these redirects need to be permanent. For example, you might have myawesomepodcastold.com, and you want that to point to myawesomepodcastnew.com. If you do that, that old address should stay in place for forever because someone out there might still have myawesomepodcastold.com and they need to be redirected to myawesomepodcastnew.com. Some services might not quite update the URL. So if you don't keep that 301 redirect in place for forever, then you will lose the people who would be coming back to the content because of the kind of app they use or because they waited too long to revisit your content or anything like that. You need to be able to implement a permanent 301 redirect, not a 30-day, 60-day, 90-day, anything like that. Permanent, never removed. It's there for forever. The third way that you can do this to save your audience is using the iTunes new feed URL tag. This is a special tag that unfortunately only applies to iTunes and other apps that are using the iTunes API. This is kind of like a 301 redirect, but not as universal. This is telling iTunes and iTunes API using apps that your RSS feed is now something else. They should switch to using your new feed URL instead of continuing to use the old one. If you're going to move your feed, I really recommend doing both a 301 redirect and placing an iTunes new feed URL on both the old feed and the new feed to make sure that things get switched over. But hosts like SoundCloud and Podbean and Tumblr and Blogspot and several other third-party services like that don't let you do this. Well, Podbean actually does let you put in a new feed URL, but you have to upgrade to one of their professional plans in order to implement that new feed URL. And you have to keep paying for that professional plan, which can be pretty expensive in order to have that new feed URL in the RSS feed in order to save your audience from being held captive of these other services. Now, it's okay if you're using SoundCloud. I don't really recommend it because their podcast program is in beta right now. You have to apply to it. You may or may not be approved. They can be kind of expensive, but the SoundCloud player is pretty cool, and SoundCloud has certain neat features with it, just like many of these other services do have some pretty cool features with them. So there's nothing wrong with being on these other platforms, but don't let them own your RSS feed. And you could even be on multiple platforms at the same time, because while SoundCloud is one place you could upload your media, Spreaker is another place, and Spreaker requires that you upload your media to them. SoundCloud requires that you upload your media to them. So you can't upload... Or you can't just attach the same hosted file to both services, like with an RSS feed. No, they have to actually host your media for you. So you end up with split stats and all of this, and it may be fine for you. It may not be. It's really a decision that you would need to make of, is it worth the work and worth the splitting of your stats to be on these other platforms? In some cases, I'd say yes, because SoundCloud has some great benefits of its cool player and the fact that when you share a SoundCloud episode, it's playable on Facebook and on Pinterest. So being on SoundCloud might be a great option to add in addition 
to what else you're doing. But don't use their RSS feed. If you do, you will not be able to leave them. Most third-party hosting platforms don't offer these kinds of freedoms like the 301 redirect and the new feed URL. So that's why if you're going to use one of these services, that's the only time I would recommend that you use FeedBurner is to keep yourself from losing your audience. I really think that the best way to own your feed is to control that URL that you publish in podcast directories. Even if you're using FeedBurner, you have the option of using your own URL. So like if you look at any of the Noodle Mix Network podcasts, you'll see their feed URLs are feeds.noodle.mx slash and then the podcast name. I own that URL. It just so happens to be going through FeedBurner right now. Yes, I am still using FeedBurner for that. I'm not using SmartCast and I'm not relying on the FeedBurner stats, but for now... I'm keeping an eye on things, but I have an exit plan. I own that URL. I can change it whenever I want. You can do something similar with other URLs that maybe you have myawesomepodcast.com slash feed, and that, without using FeedBurner, can temporarily redirect to your SoundCloud feed. So you could continue to use that, but the URL that you give to iTunes and other directories is one that you own. There are only two third-party places that you can trust with your RSS feed. For now, these two are Libsyn and Blueberry. They both allow you to implement a permanent 301 redirect, and they both allow you to implement the iTunes new feed URL tag in your RSS feed. So if you want to leave their services for forever, you don't have to keep paying for a membership. You can just ask them to put these things in place, and they will put them there so that Whoever you had subscribed to your old RSS feed will be moved over to your new RSS feed. Libsyn and Blueberry are the only companies that I recommend for doing this. And if you want to try either of these services, then please use my promo code NOODLE, N-O-O-D-L-E, to get a free month with either company. So if you're going to use a third-party service, use FeedBurner, but I really recommend have your own URL and power your RSS feed through something you can run and control, and that is stable as well. Because if you don't, you lose your connection with your audience, and you don't want to have to ask them to resubscribe. You don't want to have to remove your iTunes listing and resubmit a new one. That turns into a big, big mess. So you must own your RSS feed if you want to keep your audience. Then let me tell you briefly about why you need a podcast-only RSS feed. I talked more in a previous episode about how to create a podcast-only feed and gave you a bunch of details about why you need one, and I'll have a link to that in the show notes for this episode, number 167. But in short, the reason you want a podcast-only feed is because the number of items that fit into a podcast or into an RSS feed, any kind of RSS feed, is limited. You might have that limit set to 10, it might be 50, it might be 100, whatever it is, it is limited. So if you have your limit set to 10, for example, and you blog every other day, and you podcast every other day, so you have podcast, blog, podcast, blog, podcast, blog, back and forth like that, then your RSS feed will contain five blog posts 
and five podcast episodes. Even though you may have 20, 50, 100 podcast episodes out there, your blog posts are bumping out your podcast episodes from your RSS feed. Sure, you can increase the number of items that go in your RSS feed, but then you might be unnecessarily inflating it when applications like iTunes don't even care about the blog posts. They don't read the blog posts. They're only looking for that enclosure tag, what is a valid podcast episode. So have a podcast-only feed that is what you submit to iTunes and other podcast directories, so that way your blog posts don't bump out podcast episodes from that, from your RSS feed. So check out the link in the show notes for more information about how to set up a podcast-only RSS feed and why you need one and even how to correct it if you've already put a site-wide RSS feed out there. But in short, if you're using PowerPress to create your podcast feed on your site, instead of just slash feed for an RSS feed, your podcast-only RSS feed from PowerPress is slash feed slash podcast, and that pulls any podcast episode that you've added to your website through the PowerPress plugin. Or what you could also do is use Libsyn to create your podcast-only RSS feed while your website might be hosted somewhere else on some other platform, maybe not even WordPress or anything that creates an RSS feed. I helped a client with this recently where they were hand-coding their RSS feed for their church website, and their church website wasn't using any special easy-to-use content management system. It certainly wasn't publishing an RSS feed. But instead of continuing to hand-code their RSS feed, I set them up on Libsyn so that Libsyn would create their RSS feed for them that then they could just link to that RSS feed from their website. So have a podcast-only RSS feed. Then what do you need to do with your RSS feeds? If you set up your websites well, then you should have both a site-wide RSS feed, which contains your blog posts and podcast episodes, and a podcast-only RSS feed. What you do with these two feeds then is take your podcast-only RSS feed and submit that to all of the podcast directories out there like iTunes, Stitcher, BlackBerry, Microsoft, any mobile apps like Pocket Cast, Instacast, Downcast, whatever cast app out there. Give them your podcast-only RSS feed. Even if you run that through FeedBurner, that's up to you. I don't recommend that, but give these directories a podcast-only RSS feed. Then take that site-wide feed and link to it very prominently on your website with the familiar RSS icon. You could link to both RSS feeds on your site, and that's up to you. And if you want to do that, then I suggest my WordPress plugin, Social Subscribe and Follow Icons, at subscribeandfollow.com for making an RSS and even a podcast-only RSS link on your site, anywhere on your site, in pages, posts, widgets, theme areas, wherever it is that you want to put it. It's really easy to put that over there. And that's at subscribeandfollow.com. I've got some cool updates coming out later this year for that, some things that have been requested. So I talked about what your RSS feed is. In short, it's the way that people are able to subscribe to your content and receive it delivered to them automatically without having to go fish for it. And then I told you about how to make an RSS feed. I recommend you use something that makes the RSS feed for you on the web, like WordPress or even Libsyn is acceptable for this or Blueberry hosting service that they have. Then 
I told you why you must own your own RSS feed. Don't lose your subscribers. Stay connected with them. Own the URL that you give out as the way that people subscribe to your podcast. Use FeedBurner if you have to, if you're using some other third-party service like SoundCloud, but do not submit the SoundCloud or Podbean RSS feed to iTunes. Submit the URL that you own. And I told you about why you need a podcast-only RSS feed, and there's a link in the show notes for more information about how to create it, more about why you need it, how to use it, and such. And I told you what to do with your two RSS feeds, the site-wide RSS feed and the podcast-only RSS feed. What are you using to generate your RSS feeds? I'd love to hear from you. Please comment on the show notes over at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 167. That's where you can also get the links that I mentioned, some of these examples like the sample XML feed that I made up or my example RSS feed from the Audacity to Podcast and uh, learn more about this and review any of this content that I shared with you. I'd also love to see you in Podcast Masterclass. It's the class where I help you take your podcast from average to amazing. We go through group consulting sessions where I teach something, we have some interaction. It's not just you sitting and learning, but I ask questions from you. We talk about things. We challenge each other on things. I challenge you on some things with your podcast and encourage you to look at certain things in a bigger, better way. What's also a lot of fun that the past participants have really appreciated is not just one-on-one coaching and consulting that comes with this, but the 120-point-plus evaluation of your podcast. This is where I go through your podcast, your RSS feeds, your ID3 tags, your website, your SEO, so many different things about your podcast, and find all of these areas that you can improve. Then we get on a one-on-one session And we go through these, and I educate you on why this is important and how to change this on your website, how to make this better, to better be findable in search engines and iTunes, to help monetize better. Podcast masterclasses for those who really want to take podcasting seriously and you want to make your podcast amazing. So check it out at podcastmasterclass.com and use the promo code TAPLISTENER if you want to save some money off your registration over there at podcastmasterclass.com. The next class is in May 2014, and you can always check podcastmasterclass.com at any time to find when the next session is. If you miss whatever's coming up next, then you can go there and register for the session that comes after that. I'd love to see you there, and I'd love to help you take your podcast from average to amazing. Podcastmasterclass.com. I'm really excited to be the keynote speaker this weekend at the Mad Anthony Writers Conference, which you can check out at writelikemad.com. I'll be talking about social media and podcasting and WordPress, and it will be a lot of fun over there. I'd love to hear from you if you need help podcasting or would like me to cover something in a future episode of the Audacity to Podcast. Just email feedback at theaudacitytopodcast.com or call and leave a voicemail at 903 231 2221. Or you can also go to theaudacitytopodcast.com and click to send a voice message from your computer or iOS device. And by the way, if you're wondering what that service is that I use, it's called SpeakPipe. I never tell you use the SpeakPipe button, but that's what you're doing, is you're using SpeakPipe, and you can get their really awesome service at theaudacitypodcast.com slash SpeakPipe. 
All of these links and information that I shared with you will be in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash 167. So if you can't remember anything else, go there. That's the place where you can subscribe to the podcast, leave ratings and reviews in iTunes, comment on this post, get the links and everything that I mentioned in the show notes, theaudacitypodcast.com slash 167. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go podcast with passion, organization, and dialogue. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from theaudacitytopodcast.com. Thank you for listening. The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Like theorize over the TV shows Once Upon a Time, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Resurrection, and Under the Dome, or you can learn how to be productive in your personal and professional life. You can get a Christian worldview on movies and science fiction and discover philosophy behind certain things and much more at Noodle. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.